0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the HLP. This week for episode 164, I would like to please remind you all, if you haven't already, we do really appreciate every review that we get, be it through iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, anywhere where you can leave positive reviews and tell us what you think of the show. We really appreciate that. And it also helps gain a lot of listenership. So please help us grow this community by leaving a review on your preferred podcast app. That is what I have in order to welcome you into episode 164, Gazra's Piss. <laughs>
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Neutral Interlude.
2: Mm. Ooh. All right.
1: I guess episode three of The Neutral Interlude, <laughs> although episode 164. And Steve, what are you drinking, dude?
3: Sure. So I'm drinking something new. I haven't tried it yet. It is a beer from Warped Wing, a, a brewery that I do like, called Ermels Peaches and cream, Belgian-style cream ale. Ermels. Yeah. E-R-M-A-L apostrophe S. Hmm. Give it a shot. Is Ermel a name, I guess? Well, the beer is very good. And the can does not say. The can leaves it a mystery. I nope. like that. There is some flavor text here, but it's basically just about the flavor of the beer. So
1: who knows? Speaking of someone who's all flavor text. Hey, Haley, what you drinking?
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, uh, I have-
1: I call you an Ermel.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: I don't either. <laughs> Can't be good. Can't be good if they didn't describe it.
0: Okay. Well, I have a glass of champagne because our friend, Krusty cross Krust, Chris, came over.
1: I don't think at this point you have to call crusty Krusty Krust. He's <laughs> I, literally I, well, on many of our shows he feels crusty. Payroll. <laughs> he
0: feels pretty fucking crusty to me right now because he came over all giggly and smiley because today is the day. This is going to date the episode, but today is the day that he first listened to 161. And so he came over all smiley and giggly uh, with champagne and was so happy to uh, see us wallow in my misery.
1: I like to think that the champagne was mostly for me.
2: It probably was, but that's what I have.
1: Well, Emily, you got anything good?
2: Well, besides the champagne, I am drinking a Rheingeist Wowie. Ale with pineapple and passion fruit.
1: Is that supposed to be like a Maui wowie?
2: Oh, maybe. Just like everything they do, it's delicious. Yeah, just like everything they do. Okay. Well, okay. I like all of Rheingeist's like cider and sweet beers.
1: Okay, fair enough.
2: I don't know about their other beers because I haven't really had them, but I've liked all their sweet beers. I
1: think in general, good. I think is I remember like a yeah, unlike. Uh, Platform, whose oh, seltzers, oh, whose oh, seltzers oh, leave a oh, bad taste. Oh, get out life.
3: of here. Very different. HOP, not, not in no. bed with Platform. No, H- H-O- oh.
2: HOP
1: only likes one Cincy Marie. <laughs> <laughs> that is Rheingeist.
2: Only Rheingeist.
1: Oh, man. Well, I'm drinking some Larceny Bourbon. It was on the rocks, but the studio's hot. And finally, we got our Patreon beverage. Brooks, what you drinking over there?
4: Oh, uh, thanks, Griff. I am drinking a do as the pseudo dragon does. Uh, it is dragonberry Bacardi rum and Mountain Dew, and of course it's uh, out of my sippy cup.
1: Do you think the sippy t- sippy cup like taints or alters the flavor in any way?
4: Um, absolutely not. It's pretty. I don't know. Uh, if someone were to. I don't know. It, no, not one bit.
2: It allows you to aerate it like a fine wine.
4: Uh, well said,
3: Emily. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I think I need to retcon something. I think we like Platform. It's Land Grant we don't
1: like. I thought Platform made
0: the no, shitty Platform seltzers. Platform does make the shitty seltzers, yes. Oh, they made the shitty Yeah, We've
3: tried like three variety yes, packs yeah. of yep. Platform yeah, seltzers. Play, okay, and- all right. I was worried. I didn't want to throw... Trust me, they
0: were in my house for way too long.
3: I remember them being bad, because there's some platform beers that aren't bad. Okay, well, you know,
1: a couple that aren't bad doesn't make up for the three cases of seltzers I had. Oh, no, absolutely
4: not. Well, uh, thank you, C. England, one ninety nine. It's very good. Sweet. Sweet it is. Well, I think it's just Haley and
1: Emily in the roll-off for the title. Ooh...
0: Sixteen,
1: three. Now I did get word today that uh, our friend Emily over at Southern Tom Foolery might be uh, sending a chalice uh, within within the week.
0: Oh, hmm. and so mm. I didn't expect it so soon.
1: Potentially by next uh, next episode, once we crown a winner, uh, we might have a chalice to drink out of. So, if not next, maybe the episode after that.
3: Platform seltzer in there, yeah. That's a real tribute.
2: <laughs> that is a horrible way to christen that chalice.
1: Well, speaking I of f- drink. horrible ways to christen a crew, when last we met our heroes, they had teleported onto the backbreaker. Ikmer and Lyra and Tulia made their way onto Anya's ship and they found the ship just before it reached the largest and most ongoing storm on Galarian called the eye of Abendego. They also met an interesting drow named Durin and the group overcame several obstacles as they traversed into this storm, crescendoing in a gargantuan lightning elemental that, toss the party around the ship uh, zap them to pieces but eventually was defeated and that's where we find them now the storm around you subsides slightly the wind and the waves and the rain are still an issue but the thunder and lightning you think might have been in some way amplified by this lightning elemental and so you have a few minutes of reprieve to heal which you guys have done off air. Yes. First mate Godfeather squawks from the captain's or from the from the wheel. Get ready for Gosra's piss! We're sailing right to the brink of it. He he kind of goes hard to port, and as he's turning the wheel, the ship just doesn't move to port. It shifts to starboard starboard, and these you can see if you look over the railing these whirling currents cascading off the sides of the backbreaker. Gosra's piss must be some term for a rip current. I will allow a knowledge nature or a survival check to help your Captain Anya and first mate Godfeather navigate this. Uh, you think that if you are unable to navigate this, uh, Gazra's piss might contain whirlpools. What an... I have a natural
0: 20! Qu-
1: name. <laughs>
3: Rock and roll, that's awesome!
1: <laughs> well, uh, those that are reverent to Gazra might call it Gazra's flow. Mm. But a lot of pirates in the shackles call it Gazra's there piss. it is.
0: <laughs>
4: wow. Mm. Well, I got a 13 survival check. Uh,
1: 15 knowledge nature.
0: A 34 knowledge nature. Nice. Nine
1: knowledge nature. Okay, with a 34, you are able to help.
0: Because it's a night a check.
1: Ooh, natural 19 on the piloting from the god feather himself. He, he drifts the ship. He, he turns into the current. And uh, with that knowledge nature, you're able to tell him which way the current eddies up ahead of you and he turns right into it. And the ship swings around and follows this flow. And then you approach at the end of this current two huge rock formations. And they make this circle and it looks like the iris of an eye and the water goes to both sides, but also through it, make a perception check. Oh, boy. There we go. Natural
0: 19.
1: Ooh.
3: What's that come out to?
0: 32.
3: Hey. I didn't get a natural 19, but I got close. I also
4: have a 32 as well. So, Ikmer still has that really low perception. Three total. <laughs> well
2: oh, done, Ikmer. <laughs> I thought I did bad. I rolled horribly for an 11. <laughs>
1: I didn't know level 11 characters could have
4: a three <laughs> <laughs> in a perception roll. I'm just playing my character. Saltwater
0: <laughs> so just what, I I his eyes. Like, sure would do. <laughs> we're closing his eyes on deck.
1: <laughs> so, Tulia and Duran can see they're on opposite sides of the ship. You can see that, although just barely cresting the water on both sides of the this iris... You can see rocks. Oh! You think if you took either side, you'd likely capsize. Go but the your perception was also good enough to see something moving near the iris. Ooh, Durin's gonna shout back.
3: Captain, Godfellow, I believe we need to navigate through the iris here, but watch out. I think we might have enemies in front of us.
1: <laughs> Not the is splinters. And in the middle, that's ask!
3: Godfrey, it's like we're speaking other languages. What does that mean?
1: Well, it's a dragon turtle that's lived far beyond his years. I'm gonna need more than that. It's a, it's like a turtle, but the <laughs> size of a dragon.
3: <laughs> well, if that's the case, Durin Rook is going to spend a full turn to go invisible again.
1: Okay, he to go invisible. Um. Anya would address you. I I think that we need to sail through the center of the iris. And this creature is going to be blocking our way. If there's any way that any of you can distract it, keep it off the backbreaker, we might be able to just get through.
2: Lyra perks up at this. I could summon it a friend to play with. It's worth a shot. I think... A giant eel might play nicely. It could even try to pull it away.
1: So you start summoning. The ship is getting closer and closer. Each round it moves 90 feet towards this iris and you see off the port side, this creature emerge larger than any dragon turtle you've ever heard of. Gargantuan, some might say. Why don't you go ahead and place it on the map? If I could use your lid, Steve. Yeah, sure. Are we talking port or starboard, my friend? Uh, Well, I was talking port, but we don't have a ton of map there, and it doesn't really matter, so let's go starboard. Sorry, I'm thinking port, port is left, starboard is right. I'm thinking the ship is facing towards you. Got it. Uh, so why don't you guys place yourselves on the ship... Before combat breaks out, Lyra, you are able to summon a creature. You, you've started summoning as the ship has approached. So go ahead and place that summon as well, and then I'm going to need you guys to roll for initiative.
2: Could I have a large... Well, let me double check this. A huge token.
3: Ooh, huge. Yes. All right, where do you want it?
2: Uh, She would summon it near the creature to try to like draw it away from where we need to sail.
4: How how far can you summit?
2: Oh, I guess that's let me double check.
4: Cuz you're probably also going to have to put it underwater.
2: Yeah, it it is an eel, so I mean, it doesn't have to be like necessarily deep underwater, but she can go up to Can you also
0: drop it from the air a little bit?
2: Oh, uh, he'll take some falling damage if you want to do that, but the
1: first uh, twenty feet is mitigated by it being water, and then there's a t- the next ten feet is non-lethal damage. So
0: you can uh, do it twenty feet above the air, or she can
2: do it fifty feet away from yeah, herself. So you're fine.
4: Well, so you could do it on the other side of it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, oh. if you wanted to do it on the
1: other side from where the ship is,
2: yeah, yeah, you would have to- range to do that. Yep, she'll do that.
1: Uh, can can you put an invisible token on duran and And just to confirm
3: Griff, it has not been more than one hundred and ten minutes since our last encounter, right? No, all right, bad. cool. <laughs> He's got this super cool thing that I kind of hinted at last time, which is the transparency mutagen. So while my mutagen is in is in effect, I can spend a full round action to go back invisible, and then that stacks well with tenacious invisibility, which means that. If I attack, it doesn't take me out of invisibility one time. Oh, that's that very was, cool. That was like, that. like the sort of greater invisibility thing I had last time, but not quite. Yeah, it's like interesting. I don't remember him drinking an extract, so I don't know how he did nope. that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cool little, uh, it's a couple different discoveries stacked on top of each other that, are, that have some nice energy. All right.
1: Well, Durin, what is your initiative? 16. How about Tulia?
0: 15. How
1: about Tricky Ick? 14. And Lyra? 15. Uh, Between Tulia and Lyra, who has the higher modifier?
2: Plus 5. Plus 6.
1: Okay, first to act is this legendary dragon turtle. This thing is a staple of pirate legend around the shackles. That's why it has a name. It's bigger than any dragon turtle. To ever have existed in the shackles, and it is going to attempt to take a bite out of this eel.
0: This is a, like some shit out of uh, what is it? There's like all those sh- really bad shark movies
4: Pirates of the Caribbean. No,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> the ones where there's like two crazy things going after each other.
3: Shark to Puss versus Mega Croc yes. and shit those like ones. that. Uh, yeah,
1: definitely. The bite's definitely gonna hit. <laughs> Let me get two claws off Okay I have a 26 against the eel
2: uh, But that should definitely hit
1: Okay then both of those will hit This is going to hurt for Mr. Eel is Hopefully
2: it I can survive
1: 37 points of damage For the first hit 23 for the second hit And 26 For the third hit
2: The eel is gone already. Oh, Oh, no. You see
1: this just slick of blood (laughs) over the surface of the water as this dragon turtle roars at the surface of the water and begins to slowly turn towards the backbreaker.
0: I think you had the opposite effect.
1: It's Duran's turn.
3: (sighs) All right. Well, seeing this oil slick of blood... Durin's going to say, but it looks like we're going to have to at least try and slow it down and maybe race away. Uh, I believe you said the ship was moving at like 90 feet per round or something. Yes. So I'm not trying to kill this thing. I'm just seeing if we can't maybe outrun it. So what Durin's going to do is he is going to pop off this vial from his little bandolier that looks like there's some cracks running down the side of it. And he's going to insert that into a little clay pot in a quick bomb. He is going to use his bullseye shot to steady, give him a little plus to hit. And then using his fancy alchemist shit is going to put a bomb on the seeking horn orc Hornbow and fire at this thing while invisible. Okay. Pretty bad roll. It's four off the die. That is a 23 because I'm invisible and I'm assuming it can't see me. That's going to go up to a 25 and it have, if it has a dex modifier to its AC, that disappears.
1: Okay, so we do have a bit of an issue, Steve. What's up? So this, this creature is swimming in water mm-hmm. on the surface. It has improved cover.
3: Oh, it sure from does. From opponents
1: on land. However, it is not completely submerged. You just saw it roar. And even with a plus eight, this is against its touch, right? No. Ooh. Okay. No, this
3: is flat-footed. Flat-footed. Let me see. 25. No, that won't do it. Ah, man, that sucks, because that would have been great. But, but I'm you- still invisible. I don't drop out of invisibility. Sure. Do you do any splash? No. It's the thing if I attach it to a bomb and the and a. And I don't hit my target; the splash doesn't
1: go off. I would allow, if you're thinking about maybe, I don't know what knowledge is Durin has, but I would allow actually a local or history on top of the, um, I guess it's Arcana for this creature. Okay, so th- are those all separate rolls? Uh, they will all get you information. I'm just this thing is so renowned in the shackles. I'm al- like, and it is hundreds of years old. Oh yeah, I'm allowing a history or a local as well. Okay, my arcana is pretty good. I'm gonna go with that. Twenty nine. That'll get you two questions. Special defenses. Special defenses. It is immune to fire, paralysis, sleep, and bull rush. Okay. I think because this is relevant in this specific
3: situation, what is what's its movement like? Uh, it
1: has a uh, sorry, I have its land speed here um, has a 60 foot swim speed however it can uh, propel itself quickly mm-hmm. so it can kind of do like the jet thing like, um, like a squid, or like a squid would do which would allow it to um, run through water in essence okay uh, knowledge local. 19. Uh, 19's not gonna get you anything on this, unfortunately.
3: All right. I am still invisible, but I missed my shot, and I'll relay the arcana stuff I know. That's a turn. Okay, Lyra. That did
1: kill your EO, correct?
2: It did. Was it was close.
1: Keep it handy. I think she has huge summons.
2: All right, she's gonna try something else to distract it.
1: Do you have any of those knowledges? you want to roll? Um, I know you guys don't know your characters yet, so I'm being yeah. extra friendly this first Oh
2: so, I'm waiting. I got all of them. I know
1: knowledge. you got all of them, wizard.
2: Not great. She does have knowledge arcana, but she does have history. Which one did you roll, Steve?
1: They they will all get you the same oh, type okay. of information. It's not. It, I'm just, I'm expanding the categories that the syn can have knowledge about oh, it because okay. it's very renowned.
2: Arcana is the best then for me. I cannot roll above a five tonight. Uh Uh-oh. Got a one.
1: Well, uh, you know very little. (laughs) You know this is neither teenage... Well, actually, neither teenage nor a ninja, but it might be mutant.
2: Oh, she just watched her poor eel get completely slaughtered first round before it could even attack. So in an attempt to slow it down. She doesn't know how its saves are, uh, but she casts Burst of Radiance on it.
1: Okay.
2: So I need a reflex save.
1: I could certainly try and make a reflex save here.
2: It is uh, quite large, so we'll see.
1: That is a 14.
2: That fails, so it's going to be blinded. Or two rounds. And nice. is this an evil creature? Is not. Alright, it is figured it might not be, so it does not take any damage, but it is blinded for two rounds. Oh, and then as a move action, she starts performing.
1: Sounds good. Everybody mark that off on your sheets. Tulia.
2: Yes.
0: Tulia. Tulia can do a knowledge. Uh, that's a 29.
1: Uh, same deal. Two questions.
0: Special abilities.
1: Special abilities. It has scent and blind fight, which will be important. No. <laughs> um, let's see. It's got better stealth and water if it submerges. It's difficult to see. You okay. see, it's got this like seaweed all over its back. Imagine it would camouflage. That's it, though.
0: Okay. Anything else you guys want to know? What else?
3: So, considering that we had options for local and history and that kind of stuff, I wonder if there is a, an opportunity here to ask a question like, do we know something about this creature? Like, I don't know.
0: Has anyone do, ever escaped it?
3: Yes. Yes. Something like that. Like, did somebody use a trick on it that
1: got us, that got yeah. them out of that situation?
0: The last person, the last group who escaped it, what did they do?
1: So, you know that. Pirates in the shackles often lead merchant ships here. The creature only attacks the slowest prey, it attacks it one at a time. You think it? For I'll just roll this over with your like, like local or society. It um, it tends to go after ships. Like it is the size of a creature that would go after ships. So. Pirates, especially those with, like, a, a crew that has the ability to, like, go underwater instead of fighting another ship will, like, lead them here and have him capsize them and then plunder the ship. Wow. You would also know that uh, getting through the eye, this creature doesn't seem to follow.
0: So we literally just have to make it through.
1: Mm-hmm. I will say you're about 500 feet off.
0: Five hundred feet off. From
1: From the from the eye.
0: Gotcha. So we're not far. I can't do much distraction. I really wanted to be able to cast a Phantom Seed and have six communal that is and have six horses water walk around it to distract it, but unfortunately that's a ten minute casting time. So it really just doesn't quite work out. The best other thing I think I can do at this point. Is possibly cast ice storm, and it's difficult to rain in that area. I don't. I mean, I don't know if
1: that really applies to like if it just dove under the surface of the water.
0: I guess if it makes an if it makes any moves closer to the ship, then I will cast lightning bolt.
4: Okay, Ickmer. Quick question of clarification: Blind fight isn't the same as blind sight. Blind sight absolutely is not. The creature is still
1: blind. Okay. Awesome. However, uh, scent will give it some help in, you know, relatively close targeting range. you guys. Yeah.
4: Uh, Ikmer doesn't have uh, much ranged options, so he is going to call out, "Godfather, uh, it's blind. You can turn the ship uh, ever so slightly to give us a little bit more distance between it. It thinks we're still on the same course, and." Anya, is there a dinghy that we can use that would distract it and attacking the bitch. latest? There, ass. Yes, Hikmer. There's a dinghy on the port side. All right, then uh, he would run over there and attempt to uh, like untie it. Pack it loose.
1: Uh, I, I said this creature was on the port to start. Oh, right, I know it's right, confusing, right. but we just were. Oh, it's, it's
4: 10 right. feet in front of us. <laughs> Where's the dinghy? <laughs> uh,
1: it's right in front of you. <laughs> it's like a little below the railing of the ship, so you might not have known what was tied there. So yeah, you can move and then try and hack it. Yep. Absolutely. Do I have to make an attack? Uh, you're uh, you're not going to miss it. You, okay. could, yeah, you could easily hack the dinghy off uh, with the rest of your action. The dinghy falls into the water. The water is churning. The dinghy is... Kind of just floating by the side now. Brilliant idea. It is the turtle's turn. It is, like, sniffing the air. And, I mean, the ship has the most smell. So it's going to head towards the ship, but there's a dinghy between it and the ship. And it's going to start, like, it's going to lash out once. So is it, like, move up? bumps into the dinghy, bumps into the the drop dinghy. right there. Mm-hmm. So it bumps into the dinghy and just bites out of the dinghy. Bites the dinghy. Really crut Like, you see the power of these jaws like a snapping turtle, but magnified to be the size of a room. Like, bite down on this dinghy, and you hear the bowing of wood and the cracking and splintering. As it bites into the side and starts thrashing around, but the dinghy's still, like, floating there in front of it. It moved towards the boat if you would like to lightning bolt it.
0: Yeah, why not? I mean, it's not going to harm anything. I can't see you. Yeah. So I will uh, lightning bolt it. Um, I did a die roller since it's 10d6. Um, <laughs> that would be 43 points of lightning bolt. Do- Damage, but uh, you would need to do a reflex save.
1: Reflex save. Those are my best save.
0: I figured they were.
1: No, they're definitely not. That was the natural one, so. Oh.
0: I thought, I actually thought they would be. Oh,
1: it's a big beefy turtle. I got a 14 last time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, reflex is the way to go. Yeah, so 43 points of electricity.
1: 43. Nice damage. Okay, it's Durin's turn. Durin, you are still invisible. I'm invisible. It's blind.
3: It moved within 20 feet. I gotta do this because I think this will help us a lot. Duren pulls out a bomb, does the same thing kind of his last time, but doesn't load it in his big old bow this time. He's just throwing, trying to touch that, or hit that touch AC because it is in my range increment. And if I succeed, I think this is gonna be big. I study my shot first. Let's see here. Does a 36 hit your touch AC? <gasps>
0: Oh my yes. god,
3: yeah. All
1: right, so this is... <laughs> While blind, my touch AC is four. <laughs> oh my gosh.
3: This is a really, really cool alchemist discovery I picked. It's called Void Bomb, which is a racial discovery for Drow. I take a little hit on my damage, so I'm going to do... Let's do the roller here. 17 points of bludgeoning damage, but I do need a reflex save as it kind of looks like the water around this thing moves in. Basically, a black hole (laughs) appears on this creature, and it starts to implode.
1: Well, uh,
3: my reflex save is a dirty 20. Okay, that does fail. So let me see what we got going on here. Had you succeeded, all of your movement speeds would have been reduced to five feet for one round. Other, er, yada, yada, yada. If you fail... The creature is not prone and can't get up for one round. I know it's in the water. However... I'll just say it can't like, move for one round. Right, the yeah. fail condition The fail condition is that you can only move five feet in a round. So I feel like even on a success, you shouldn't be able to swim. Why well, I didn't...
1: I failed, right? You have those right. flip-flops. The, the, the fail flip-flop. condition was prone. The success condition was your movement is still restricted right. to five feet. Yes. Yeah, so so I'll, I'll just say he, he cannot move. I don't I don't know I think like you could like His shell could flip over Maybe he does like a barrel roll sure. and gets stuck on his back With uh, uh, with like the dingy in his mouth
0: With the soft part of Oh
1: yeah flip over the lid that has Two <laughs> toes, you know, Totally normal sides uh, <laughs> So I, I'll mark prone down um,
4: I think that's fair Blind and prone cool what does a void bomb look like after it impacts you know anything with flesh does it just i don't know uh just take away that space however big your bomb is and then all of a sudden there's like half of a turtle shell it's it's basically an implosion so it
3: starts to crush into itself
4: yeah, and then what's left is, like, a half a turtle shell. Yeah, like I have, to no imagine,
3: sh- I have to imagine, like, a crushed can with shit oozing in, out of it.
1: Ugh. Yeah, you just see, like, cracks form on the side of the shell. And, and when he throws that,
3: it should be slow. We should be able to move past it. I will kite it until we are through the eye.
1: All right, Lyra.
2: So with the conditions that it has gained and how far away we are from actually passing through, are we getting close to moving past it
1: you will be past it basically um, like because it can't move next turn you'll be past it I'm flavoring like the dinghy and like you guys have moved it had to move to get the dinghy so uh, and it only attacked the dinghy once obviously Um, so you think yeah with it with it being blinded and unable to move you guys will move 90 feet past it next turn and then it's just, I mean, you think with that 60 foot speed, like it can jump with that jet, like way in front of you. But that's only if it can see you.
2: So it still has another round of being blinded. But I guess at this point, Lear is just going to continue to sing and then wait it out. And if it looks like the turtle is actually like making eye contact with our ship, She's going to cast another burst of rage. Look for eye
1: contact. I like
2: that. Yep. <laughs> she can see through the water.
1: Tulia.
0: Yep. Gonna ready uh, an ice storm if it decides to try to come towards us and not attack the dinghy.
4: All right. Ikmer. He's going to do the same thing look over the edge, uh, observe it, call out anything that it might be like doing next turn. Okay.
1: So at the bottom of the round, you guys move forward. Again, I'm just saying the ship kind of like acts at the end of the turn. Yeah. So you guys move 90 feet. This creature, on its turn, seems to react to the damage it's received against this dinghy, and you see like the air start to shimmer around its face, and this burst, this oil slick of flame just lights up the stormy sea 50 feet of just burning surface and the dinghy just erupts into flames and the creature bellows but it doesn't know where to go you're too far away from it and I think we're we're out of combat here that's the dragon part of the dragon turtle yes that's the dragon part (laughs) alright cool so
3: there's no need for me to take off and kite this thing that's good
0: that is cool. Do you have art of this? I do not.
3: Yeah, if that exists, I'd love to see that too. Because this is a cool looking or er, cool sounding creature.
4: To be honest, I kind of picture it just very similar to a regular like alligator snapping turtle. Yeah, but like huge. Yep. I mean, and
1: it's they're like already sea really
2: turtle big. fins. Yeah, that's what
0: I've got.
1: Through yep. the eye, the storm picks up. And the wind is whipping at the sails. I need uh, all of you to roll me a D percentile. Oh! And we're going to... Don't announce them. We're going to go in a certain order because uh, some of them stack on other ones if they Uh
3: God, I hate rolling percentiles when you don't know what they're for or, or what, what's yeah. good or what's what, bad. Yeah, exactly, yep. you don't know if uh-huh. high is good, high is bad. Oh, I hate <laughs> that so
1: much. Emily, what do you got?
2: Uh, so zero zero and a nine would be a nine, right? Yes. Yeah. Would
1: be a nine. <laughs> Dude, <are> really good <laughs> or
4: really good. bad.
0: Emily.
1: <laughs> Haley, what you got?
0: On the other end of the spectrum, an eighty-six.
1: Oh. I need you to roll me another D one hundred.
0: Oh. Oh, boy. 90. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, did I roll another?
1: Oh,
4: his
0: eyes rolled. No. <laughs> his eyes got very big. Uh,
1: Ikmer, you are covered in metal armor, and as this storm <laughs> is raging, a lightning bolt <laughs> strikes the ship. But instead of hitting the mast,
0: it's Ikmer. it hits
1: you Lovely. for 13 points of damage.
0: Do y'all see one of them uh, air elementals?
4: Brooks, what you got? So far, I'm very glad with my number. I was yeah. nervous at first. Thirteen. Steve, what you got? I got a
3: fifty-eight.
1: <laughs> oh boy! You know
4: me, middle of the road. I need all of you to make
1: <laughs> me a reflexive. <laughs> oh! Damn it. The rigging. The wind rips the rigging from the sails, and it lashes across the deck. And you are all, in the, at this point, on the deck.
3: My reflex save is phenomenal, but a natural one is a natural
4: one anyway. Oh, buddy. It.
2: I think I'm joining you with an 11. Same
0: with a 14.
4: 26.
0: Rolled a fat.
3: Regan is going to mess us up.
1: Uh, Duren, you take eight points of damage. Lyra, you take seven. And you are both whipped overboard in this storm. Maybe happened to two of the better characters for this to happen to because <laughs> mm-hmm. one has a fly speed, the other one uh, is perfectly fine in the water, and so I'm not really going to worry too much about it because um, you know, besides the initial panic of you and the crew, yeah. uh, I think Anya kind of like laughs it off when you fall overboard because she's she, seen she you knows, in action, yeah. uh, and the rest of you, well, I guess at least Ikmer would probably kind of get the sense that Lyra's is going to be okay. Man, um, that had to
0: be a low save.
1: It was 13.
0: Oh, oh <laughs> I got lucky.
1: Um, and so during, I, I imagine you're able to pull Lyra out of the water um, and onto the ship, but Lyra yep. is no worse for wear. Tick off another uh,
3: minute of my wings. Okay.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize that came in minutes, but good, good call.
3: So then yeah, a minute of the fly gone, he lands back down, these big bat wings behind them, they fold back up beneath his jacket. And yeah, like you mentioned that Anya's looking at him and kind of laughing. This is definitely not the first time it's happened. He's not a sailor, and he's I've described him a little bit as like sort of a more brooding character and he just kind of shakes his head and his hair's all wet and stuff and people laugh at him. All his fuses
1: got wet. Yeah. <laughs> no no bombs for the rest of the day, which really sucks, Sorry, but guys. you know. Uh, so I'd be remiss before we get any further if I didn't give Brooks a arrow card absolutely. for uh, solving that combat with a dinghy. Oh, that thank was you! A very creative uh, idea for how that turtle might leave you guys alone.
4: And I think this is our first our first neutral interlude uh, card.
0: It absolutely is. Congrats!
4: Well, thank you all very much. Uh, your knowledge played a huge factor in it. And uh, speaking of neutral, this is a neutral card. It is the Carnival. A uh, small, scared child holding a lollipop is being chased by a a devilish joker and, uh, I don't know, a shadow figure uh, on stilts.
1: As you do.
2: Spooky.
3: Igmar running away from the Whispering Way. <laughs> <laughs> Igmar running away from his
1: adult problems.
4: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, pack. the pack. The pack. His, his real problems.
1: <laughs> you have dealt now with kind of the the most difficult part of the storm. The storm was tearing at your ship and, and causing, you know, mishaps left and right. But fortunately, most of you rolled very low. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And so you actually realize you're reaching the edge and then you're outside of the edge. Then you're just getting like the drizzling and then the rain stops and the wind slows and you have entered the shackles side of the eye of Abendago, and you are in somewhat smooth waters. Night has fallen at this point. What are your character like? What positions do your characters take on this ship? I know three of you are new to this ship, so I'll start with Duran. Like, what what does Duran normally do for this ship? Is he like the? Does he sit in the crow's nest? Is he is he like tending the cannons and that kind of stuff? What does he do?
3: I I think it's a lot of the latter. So, obviously, the listening audience, I, I, everybody but you and me, Griffin doesn't really know a whole lot about this character so he is tending to the cannons and basically every night is is making rounds, is checking that everything is ready to go, that ammunition is where it's supposed to be, that the powder is dry that um, the breeches are clear and all of that fun stuff. He does a very exhaustive check of every single weapon before turning in and as a drow he's very similar to an elf in that he doesn't actually have to sleep so that means that he'll enter more of a, a meditative state, but doesn't ever really achieve a, a true disconnection from the world around him. So, I I actually do not know the the exact specs of this ship. So I don't know if people have their own quarters yep. or if we're all in. Ha- uh, okay, cool. I didn't know if we were in it's, like it's a large hammock enough situation. Enough
1: so uh, that's a good point to bring up. This ship is magically modified. Uh, it, it is a warship, and over the years of in Vrude owning it, and then Saw owning it, and Saw being somewhat of a pirate in his own right, um, they learned to make do with more. less is more. And so this ship is magically modified to operate on a third of the crew that would normally be necessary, for a warship of its size. So you normally need 60. This ship needs 20 to run. And there are ample crew quarters for 60. So there's, like, each person kind of has an individual room at this point uh, with 20. So so Duren
3: would, would maybe check in with a couple key folks uh, from the Devil Wolves who man the artillery and stuff, and then retire to his bunk and if you get a little bit of a glimpse inside his his quarters they are very immaculately laid out you have reagents and chemicals and stuff set up on a little desk maybe a little table there um but besides that i mean his his the corners of his bed are tucked in it's very militaristic
1: sure how about the rest of you where do you
4: fit in here where do you
1: feel that you fit in? Uh, we'll start
4: with Ick. Ick would certainly want to uh, catch up with Anya. Uh, how's it going? And she would probably
1: give you the, the full story of what happened. She would show you Sawyer's pinky finger that she took from the body and explain that she had every intention of selling his estate that was left to her uh, in order to bring him back and that magic failed and that she has a hunch that the reason it's failing or a way to bypass why it's failing is somehow tied to Moon Isle. Uh, She would further tell you about the place, at least as much as she knows, but uh, that information is relatively little. It's a place that she was kind of taken to while almost comatose and really only remembers leaving.
4: All right. And then, uh, probably introduce himself to the rest of the, I guess, manned crew. Uh, (laughs) Prince (laughs) of (laughs) Wolves. This this guy again. Oh, hey,
1: how you doing?
4: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Prince
4: But uh he doesn't have I guess a- official quarters so he'll uh reside in the in the guest. Yep, and there would uh, there
1: would certainly be space for you, uh your own room even. How about Tulia?
0: Well, I think Tulia is currently unsure of where she truly fits here. Uh she's not used to being on the sea for sure. Um it would have been many many like decades since she had been on the sea if at all um so she's very unfamiliar it's really not something she's super comfortable with now what she would excel at and would offer any assistance necessary would be probably fixing the sails or um repairing any rope because she does have she she crafts clothing all the time that feels like those are a parallel yep. type of path. Yeah, so sure. she would spend time doing that. Um she has a similar situation where she doesn't need sleep, right? So as a glimpse inside her room, it is a complete opposite of Durin's. She's a, a crafter and a tinker and if you had to think of a mad scientist but with clothes and magical items that's like hers. It's it's everything is all over. She immediately gets into that room, unpacked everything she could. she bring in the sale in that she's going to try and fix, see if she can do anything special to it. And like, you know what I mean?
1: I imagine she's like the grandmother from uh, from Halloween Town in a way where she just like starts taking shit out of this never ending yes. bag. And <laughs> yes. like it's like
0: a little Mary Poppins, a little uh, grandmother from Halloween Town. Like she's, she's kind of all over the place because here she is trying to put things together out of nothing and it's very different from what is seemingly very scientific on the other end of the spectrum and very like put together she's really it's it's much more crafty and all over the place and so if there were any like replacement sales or anything else where she can take and just like sit there and kind of focus on and and look through even her stuff see what she can do maybe she's gonna try to do something she certainly doesn't have the time for, but that's what she would spend all of her time doing um, realistically and and otherwise just trying to help with any sort of repairs to uh, anything of cloth-based material or like ropes because that's what she knows.
1: Sure. I think Anya would probably start up a conversation with you as well, not knowing you at all. So uh, how do you know... Ichmer, I don't think I've ever met you before.
0: I don't actually know
1: you, Why have you come all the way to the Shackles to um, aid someone you've never met?
0: I'll be honest, my issue's with a lich. A lich? A very specific lich. And I've heard that she may be in this area.
1: In the Shackles? This isn't very a very common place for liches.
0: I've received some information that directly relates to... Your former partner, she's going after him. Well, she doesn't like him, and so they're a hundred percent tied together. It's an opal lady.
1: At this, her face darkens. I've met this woman when she was a woman. She's a terrible c- creature. She wasn't even she wasn't even human while she was alive. If she's going to be after Sawyer. glad it brought extra help. If you're saying she's finally succeeded in becoming a lich, that's gonna be a problem. She was after Sawyer for years, ever since I've known him. In one way or another, she always seemed to be able to track him down. What exactly do you need?
0: I've been tasked to get her phylactery. Something I kinda have to do.
1: Oh. Well... That at least means we're going the same direction.
0: That that That's a great step. Uh, if I'll be honest, I don't know any anyone on this ship. Uh, I was mostly the transportation. Uh, as you could see, I teleported quite poorly the first time to try and get on the ship. I don't know Ichmer. I don't know Lyra. i met up with Lyra's apparently old friends. And then she came with me, but not them, because... They were all kinds of messed
1: up. I've only heard of Lyra through Ikmer, Uh, but last I was told, she was dead.
0: Yeah, if any any of those friends of hers told you that, I don't know. They're not in their right mind right now.
1: No, that was a conversation I had with Ikmer before we left. It's just people he's lost. But try and be friendly to Mr. Rook. I know his kind and yours don't historically get along, but he's served us fairly well.
0: I don't have no issue with him.
1: Well, you can understand why I might worry.
0: It's fair to say, but well, I'll be honest. I'm just happy to be back on Galarian. I was I was in another plane for a long while.
1: That seems like a, an interesting story. Love to hear it sometime.
0: I heard, actually, that the, the friends that um, helped me get out of that plane, Matumbe, was a friend at Ikmer's.
1: Mm-hmm. I know Matumbe. You know
0: him? Yeah, he is all sorts of gone.
1: That's a shame to hear. Freya. He Freya. perform performed such a nice eulogy for Sawyer. And Freya um, saved a lot of She
0: was blind.
1: Well, as you can see from that turtle, blind doesn't necessarily mean incapable.
0: <laughs> it didn't do it any favors.
1: Well, she was a powerful healer when I knew her, and I'm sure she'll get herself out of this situation, too.
0: I did leave a dragon with them; They'll be fine.
1: Would have been useful. <laughs> 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 I think she would leave the conversation at that. Uh, so, sorry,
0: you left the dragon at home. <laughs> sorry.
1: Bad. I thought this would be a little too easy if I brought my dragon along. <laughs> I brought toothless along. So what does uh, what does Lyra do? This is like kind of her element.
2: Yeah. Lyra feels very at peace out on the ocean. She does not, however, have much skill with actual sailing. So she can't offer much help with navigating and running the ship. But she at least feels at peace here, which is uh, a lot more than she was back on land is her role to be the mermaid at the front of the ship okay, i'm fine <laughs> i had to get it
3: out <laughs> that's very good <laughs> yes.
2: i didn't take it quite that far but i was thinking she's gonna want to be as close to the ocean as possible she can't offer much help she tries to talk with ikmer but he's busy with his new responsibilities so she's gonna sit and she's gonna play with her hair cards
4: somebody cast bark skin on her (laughs) can Igmar and Lyra do the titanic thing
2: (laughs) I
1: I would think actually Lyra would be weirdly comfortable in the uh, in the bilge every ship has one and usually it's got like you know a foot or two of salt water in it just by nature of these old wooden ships
2: I mean if no one's taken up residency there that's where she's going to want to stay. No
1: one there. is nobody <laughs>
0: wants to it's me, the witch. <laughs> <laughs> She's the monster in the bilge. <laughs>
4: oh no. Sending you to the villages is, is normally a punishment. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just a little bit too shallow, but she's still all the way underwater.
2: I mean she'll she'll if she can like comfortably sleep there, she needs to be submerged in salt water. She's she she just upstairs so yeah. she to room. wake
1: her up and she's just like <laughs> face face down. in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but, like that's totally fine uh, for
3: her. No,
4: yeah, yeah, she's fine. She's fine. Like, don't worry she about does it. this.
3: This nasty water that <laughs> leaked
2: through the
4: wood. <laughs> Still salt water. Yep. Still I counts. guess.
2: Oh, there's no engine on this ship, right? So
4: still counts.
2: <laughs>
1: we haven't <laughs> gone full steampunk yet.
0: Wow. I just imagine you sloshing about in the bilge now.
1: <laughs> and the when the ship gets a rock and we going <laughs> front to back. <laughs> <laughs> Got no recourse down there.
2: Are your hero cards waterproof?
1: She's she laminated them actually.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like all of Lyra's stuff needs to she needs to have like a very solid waterproof bag at this
1: point. (laughs) That's where she's putting all her stuff. So you guys settle into your responsibilities and um and conversations for the evening. And At this point, Anya is at the helm, and Godfeather, with his um, slow flight ability, has flown up to the crow's nest, and you hear, Ship approaching! Any of you on the decks can pretty plainly see, through the mist of the night, a ship kind of keeping pace with you on the horizon and it's dark and as you look closer it looks almost like the skeleton of a ship where where are we at
3: here like in the night have all of us retired i know you said if you're on the if you're on the deck i'd say Can you're on the deck?
1: yeah i'd say you're like you're still doing your responsibilities it it has gotten dark but like if you're if you were like maintaining the cannons you would still be doing that sure so
0: it's okay. not the next day
1: so it's not the next day
0: poor uh, for me
1: and you just hear over the whisper of the wind a bell and the ship sinks into One of these rolling banks of clouds and fog, and as you pass, there's nothing there. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week.
0: I goddamn knew
3: it. I knew it. Ominous as hell.